Puppy Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. I think we're on episode 72. Later on in the second half, rounds four, five and six will be dedicated to you know what. Um, we'll have an opinion on that, I'm sure. There's lots to look back on and forward to. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave us a review. Subscribe to VIP's channel. Leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify. Great. You know, you know me, Steve Lillis. You know John Evans and that familiar poster at the behind him. Hello, John. Hello, Steve to myself. Right. Special guest tonight. Um, a man John and myself know pretty well. He's a former Central Area Light Heavyweight Champion. He was a solid light heavyweight contender in the days when you didn't right. you didn't just get these British hard fights. So he never even got a crack at it, which he would, which is harsh when you think people who get international title fights and all that. He's now a trainer, a big part of Josh Warrington, got trainer, a, good, a former amateur star, Mally Wright. And when it comes to conversation and talking, he's got more belts than Tyson Fury's won since 2015. It's the king of Leeds, Nick Manners. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Good evening. How are you, Nick, anyway? Are you good? And how's things going in your world? I, listen, it's fantastic, fantastic. You know something, um, family's well, the boxing's going well, the gym's flourishing, thankfully. Um, me and my brother, we're working together. I can't complain at all. You know, all the boxers seem to be going on all right. Josh Warrington's retained his um, world title. He's back on top, which means that he can turn around and continue his career and finish it as he wants it as a winner. What brother? Is it Colin who you're working with? Yeah, Colin, my brother Colin. Oh, he could punch that boy. He could Ooh. whack, mate. He was I a puncher what, in the family, wasn't he? Well, you know what it is? I'm telling you something now. I remember at 14 and 15 years old, and we were, um, and he had this big weight, a big metal weight, and he used to just curl it and push it and there. And he'd sit and his arms were developed. He was strong as an ox and that, you know what I mean? And then when he started, when he started boxing, his left hook and his big right hand were, well, a lot of people knew about it. Yeah, I'm moving well. He boxed on he boxed on some of those Leeds Town Hall shows as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I remember him. Yeah, that shows how old I am, mate. Well, yeah. listen, I'll tell you what it is. Um, that age is a is a virtue. It's a blessing because you got to see some really fantastic talent and back in the day. Yeah. Hey, Nick. You know, um, now Josh is doing well, and you're you're become known, aren't you? Marley's making a little bit of noise. Are you getting more kids through the doors now? Are you noticing it picking up in all like the amateur gyms and stuff? Well, I'm going to be straight with you now. Um, there's a lot of these fighters that come and they'll come to me and they can't handle me because I'm too direct and I'm too truthful. Yeah. So they can go to other gyms where they might get a little bit of leeway and they're more understanding. And mainly it's because, I'll tell you something straight, I care. I care. At the end of the day... The chances are, and I tell these kids, and, and I hope I'm going to be quick on this, I tell the kids who come here, there's two things you can do. You can use boxing to clear your head, get yourself out of trouble, get your schoolwork done, bang. Or you can really believe that you want to be a fighter. And if you say that to me, I'm going to treat you like you want to be a fighter. It's not going to be easy. There's certain things that you're not going to be able to do. There's certain things that if you do do them, you're going to see the disappointment in my face and it's going to be apparent because at the end of the day, when I'm happy for you, you know. When I'm sad for you, you definitely know. You know what I mean? So in reality, I don't mind taking the... I, I'm not really bothered about building and constructing champions, I'll tell you, because they, that will happen anyway. What I'm more bothered about is making good kids, good lads, decent kids who can walk down the street and they're respectful and ding, ding, was that the bell? 
No, no, I think no, that was no, no, no. We haven't started. On, we haven't oh, no, we're not started yet. I'm more bothered about developing good characters and good men. And I don't say that like I'm some martyr or some arsewipe or nothing like that, because I'm not. You know what I mean? Because I like a laugh as, as good as the next man, but I like good fellas. I like good manners. And if we're going to train these boxers to be actually dangerous people in a social time when, listen, everybody thinks they can throw their hands, everybody thinks they can run the mouth. So it's all about the self-control. All these people going kickboxing, boxing, tie boxing, this, that and the other. There's some very dangerous people on the street you know what I mean? They can have a go and they can hit. So what we've got to do is make sure that the people who are teaching them are also telling them, listen, you really need to keep that under control. Because if you don't, the fact that you even classified yourself as a boxer now makes you an offensive weapon, which then means that you're going to get totally knackered if you're caught using them on the street. You know what I mean? So like I say, listen, if they're going to be champions, they're going to be champions anyway. You know what I mean? But I'll tell you what it is. I'd rather have um, gentlemen. Well, you've got a couple of gentlemen with you here tonight, for sure. And we're going to have to press on, Nick. We could ask you lots more, but usually they demand much, big money to come on this. Or, or riders like Red and Black Wine Gum sent to their house <laughs> before they do this pod. Nick's demand was he could be finished to watch Leeds Crystal or Crystal Palace Leeds tonight. So we're going to fucking smash it. 20, 30 minutes of recording this on a Monday to get on with it. Otherwise, Nick's cutting off. That was his incident today. I've got a voice message saying, Oi, do you know Palace, Palace Leeds tonight? And yeah. we do. So we what happens this in this, Nick? After three minutes of every round, John, you're going to have to ring this and show him what, what happens. The bell comes in, Nick. And you have to stop, even you, Nick. All right, then. I'm, I'm with you. John's trickiest assignment in 72 <laughs> episodes over a year and a half of this. This is the trickiest one. We usually have August off. John could be jacking after tonight and finish yeah. it if you don't play the game. So right, the mount the, the rounds early tonight. And um, round one, are you ready, John, to talk about um, a big fight this weekend? Yeah, we'll start off. Um, big fight this weekend, Madison Square Garden, and we've got two women headlining. Uh, Katie Taylor who deserves a big night, I think, you know, for all she's done, uh, maybe just coming to the end of her career. She's not been quite as good recently, I don't think. And she's fighting the Puerto Rican heroine, isn't she? She's fighting Amanda Serrano. Um, 42, one and one I think. She has been a pro for a long time. Uh, I'll be honest, I never thought we'd see women headlining such a big fight at Madison Square Garden, 20,000 people. Um, the quality of the sport's gone way up, hasn't it, over the last few years. Uh, and it's not such a... Eyebrow raiser, is it? But they are top of the bill. I think they've earned it. As through wins, Serrano was fighting at light flyweight four years ago. You know, she's gone through seven divisions. She's up, she's down. She spends time grappling, doing MMA. And I find it a bit difficult to think someone like that can be a pure boxer like Katie Taylor in a boxing match. I'd pick Taylor on points, but just your thoughts on um, women's boxing getting to the level where it can headline at Madison Square Garden, really? Nick. Tell you what, um, over the last eight, eight years, 12 years maybe, um, when did women's boxing become a participating sport in the um, Olympics? Or has it been there for a while? London, 2012. 2012. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I noticed about the women's Olympics and that. I think it was Nicola Adams and that were on there as well. And um, I think so anyway. But the quality of the fighters... The, the quality of the fighters on display within the women's is 
with all due respect and no disrespect, it's a much better technical, the better technical fighters than the lads. You can teach these women and they'll listen to what you're saying, whereas the lads, they'll rely on brute strength if, if the shit is the fan, so to speak. And sometimes they'll come out of character, whereas the, you've got more chance of a woman listening to what you want, what you want them to do within a boxing ring. Um, you've got more chance with the women. And I really do enjoy seeing top class quality women. Who's the girl? Boom Baye, something like that. Boom Bang. You know Born what I'm the bomb. Come on. Come on. And then there's... Um, well, I know we're going back off that girl, um, Serrano Taylor. I, I, I'm going to go Serrano. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. go Serrano. I'm going to go Serrano. I just got... I, I don't think Katie's anything that she was two and a half years ago. Unfortunately. She's on that bit. But yeah. I'm looking forward to Savannah Marshall, Clarissa Shields a lot more. They're both at their peak, and that is the fight... I cannot wait for. You know what? I'm not even going to stay up. I'll watch this the next day or on, 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 on the zone. But um, I won't even, this isn't a fight I'll stay up for. Whereas Shields Marshall, I'll make, you know, that's a, that's a fight. I'll make sure I'm only in front of the TV that night. Yeah, I, think there's a, I think there's a few more coming as well. You know, a few more um, fights are agreed between the top women. If you get made quickly. But uh, yeah, looking forward to this weekend. Right, now over to Nick Nick Lutrie's first subject about a fight that was on the Big Bill Saturday. I'm going to leave it to you two to discuss this because I haven't seen it. I've only seen the main event. So fire away, Nick. All right. Listen, um, this is on behalf of a fantastic friend of mine, Jimmy James Harrington, who's um, been a part of Isaac Law's team for quite a few years now. Well, I was a bit disappointed in the fact that... um, the referee, I don't know why the referee didn't turn around and intervene, let Isaac Law turn around and then continue the fight because I thought it was a strange way for the fight to end. And I thought that in reality, I'm not going to knock, knock the referee, but I think that he was very responsible for nearly being involved in a very, very serious accident the other night because that free shot that he got off ball and he could see that ball could punch and he don't mess about. He brings it from his boot bottoms. He can whack and um, he caught... Isaac Lowe with a full-blooded shot while his back were turned and then give him some more. And I thought to myself, nobody even said a word about that. Um, Nobody said a word. And I'll tell you something, that could have been a real serious accident there. And although it looked like um, Isaac was on the way to getting beat with the punches that he was taking when Ball did give him the punches, Isaac at that point was starting to... I know he had nothing left to lose because he might have been on his last rounds, but he was actually being a little bit more effective and nullifying um, some of Borg. I thought it was, I thought, I think that's worth the rematch, me. Even for the experience-wise, give um, Borg some more experience at that level. Give Isaac Lord the chance to rectify if that's the case, because it was an interesting fight for a while. And um, I'd have thought, I don't know, it was a great, I thought it was a great fight. Isaac Lord showed, Isaac Lord showed real, real heart, real warrior spirit. But obviously, that's not what you want to see. What you want to see is skills that make him avoid them big shots and not have to take them shots. Nick, how much of a part do you think that cut played? Because it looked to me like Isaac knew time was running out. That was an horrendous cut. And rather than use those fast hands and fast feet, he he pressed it, didn't he? And I'll tell you what, credit to him, he took shots because I thought ball was great. You know, ball's ball's combination punching is outstanding, isn't it? I, I thought it was a good fight. You know what it reminds me of? And I don't know if it's been said. There was a kid who boxed um, Giovanni Lewis, Giovanni, Giovanni Davis the other day. Isaac Cruz, I think it's called, or something Cruz. Yeah. 
and it, the, the little Nicky ball reminded me of him, and I thought, I'll tell you what, I like the way that he's ferocious. Like, like you say, he's like a little pit bull. Um, and his punching, his sequence of combination punches was fantastic. And you know what? Isaac Lowe's not... A, Isaac Lowe, in reality, is not an easy fella to hit. <laughs> I mean, he's not. He can yeah, be tricky. Nick, Nick, what Nick did well was when he found room for one... He then accelerated and went two, three, four, and they were all landing. I, I, fair play to him. That was a big stage, a big step up from Greenbank Leisure Centre, and he, he lived up to it, didn't he? Well done, Nick eight, eight stoppages he's got now. John, over to you for your, your second topic. And words yeah. you want outlawed and sayings in boxing. I've words and sayings that I want kicking out of boxing. Now, I've said this in the past. Anyone who's had over 10 fights should never be allowed to get out. You know... Oh, I'm hoping to get out in 10 weeks. Get out is code for <laughs> knock over a fucking bum, right? So let's get get out, outlawed. And there's another one I want banning. I want narrative banning. The word narrative has got to get kicked out of sport. There's no sport which gives you a more clear conclusion than boxing. You know, look at what we've seen already. Dillian White got knocked out by a right uppercut on Saturday night. And we've yep. seen interviews done where he said he got pushed and he banged his head. And that's going to get spun, isn't it, until he was doing well. By the time Dillian White fights again, he'll have been in a life and death fight and got fouled out of a win. The word narrative's got to be banned and get out. Yeah. They're my two. Uh, I'll tell you with my ones, right? I've got some here. When, particularly on Sky, and look, let's not knock Sky. They, they, they've been great for boxing over the years and still are. When I hear commentators say, this guy come from a poor background, where would he have been about boxing? That's inverted snobbery because... <laughs> That guy could still make sense. Just because you're poor as a kid don't mean boxing's your only fucking way out. That, that does me. Well, um, I hate hearing squared circle. <laughs> it's in a square. It's not in a circle. And the other thing that really hate that, and fighters use it a lot, some commentators that slip it in, and I want to hear kill and going for the kill because something can happen. If so, I don't like that. They're the words I don't like. But this is a good topic, John. Over to you, Nick. <laughs> Right, the two that I cannot stand. I cannot stand the snobbery of the word casual. Even, you know something, even the people who, like it were boxers who called, not boxers, but um, people, boxers and supporters of boxers who thought they were in the know and because they went to a few more fights than the irregular fan, they started calling them casuals. And I'm like, hang on a minute. There's no such thing as a casual, you know what I mean? If that's the case with all casuals, you know what I mean? I don't like the word casual, and there's another one I don't like. I don't like, I don't really like the word journeyman because it's not the same no more, because you know what it is? With all due respect and no disrespect, journeyman back in the day had a meaning, and it was that you're going to carry that fighter through the rounds, teaching him along the way, you know what I mean? And hopefully he will develop into a man. That's my, that was my perception of it. You get the young fighter coming up against the established, older, experienced fighter, and then he would take him on a journey to make him be a boxing man, that sort of thing. You know what I mean? That was my perception of journeyman. But, um, you remember the, um, Peter Buckley? I miss. <laughs> that was very, very good, that round. That was a great shout. Right, round four... My first one, it wasn't all white. Dillian White, I want to get you, your guy's opinion. I think the stuff he's come out with today, um, where he said he was pushed and needed to regather his senses, is just 
lunacy. It's just, you know, there's no sport like boxing for denial. Um, it, it's mad what he's come out with. But on his performance on the night, um, I'm wondering, do you think, both of you, that he's a fighter who's very much on the slide? His feet were slower than they ever are. Was he, was he semi-shot on the night? What was he doing going south poor early doors? I mean, what, 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 did, what did they come up with in that camp in Portugal? I was just bewildered, but nothing away from Fury. And I'm not, I don't want to kick Dillian at all. He's had some amazing wins and he's been a totally entertaining, thoroughly enjoyable heavyweight. You know, the way he talks, the way he fights. But I just found his performance bizarre the other night. Really, really poor. Probably the poorest performance by a Briton in a world heavyweight title fight since Hay against Vladimir Klitschko. I was just really, really shocked. And it was no more than a spar for Tyson. Go on, Nick. Can, can I come in? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, I feel I really feel sorry for Dillian because, um, as you know, behind the scenes, as fighters, you all spar each other. You know what I mean? At some point. And a lot of people say sparring don't matter. And I turn around and say, bullshit, sparring matters, mate. If I beat you in sparring, there's not a fucking chance. Excuse my language. If I, beat you in, yeah, if I beat you in sparring, I'm not being funny. If I can master you in sparring, there's not a chance that you're even going to get near me in the fight. In the fight, I'm, gonna, I'm looking to knock you out. And with all due respect and no disrespect, what I think is Tyson has and would always have Dillian White's number. They know each other. I think Tyson was relaxed enough to know that actually the only thing he has to do is avoid a big rush. There's nothing new that that Dillian brought to him. Um, I think the the only the only round that I'd give um, the only round that I'd give um, Dillian a share of was that first round when he went southpaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that was the only time when he fooled him um, because even even what's his name must have been scratching his head. And then by the time he'd finished scratching his head, three minutes had gone, and he'd had to sh- Tyson's had to share the round. But Tyson, I think, and I've said it before, Tyson is the only pure boxer of this generation. Um, obviously, Usyk's come up, but forget Usyk for the time being. Out of the established heavyweights that we've known for the last eight, nine years, Tyson Fury is the only pure boxer. All the rest of them are just tough fellas who get taught to put a guard up and fight. Simple as that, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Tyson Fury is the one. And I don't say... And, and I was a bit disappointed, me. I'll tell you something straight. I don't know... Shall I say it? I'll say it. I don't know what kind of gypsy man is going to turn around and um, have so much England hope and glory draped all over him and that, because I'll tell you something, give it, give it six weeks when he's retired and he, uh, he's back to being a traveller. I hope they show the same respect. You're lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, round five, which you're, you're continuing Fury, Nick, and you want to talk about Fury in the current era. Yeah, Fury in the current era, with all due respect, you know, like you say, for the, for the past 20 years and that, they, all these kids have grown up with each other. All the boxers know each other. They know who's gonna, who drops off the, drops off the um, wayside. They know who's going forward, who's getting pushed. And Tyson Fury, I think he's, I think he's had their, all, all of their number for many a year. I think he's known that, look, I'm better than you a lot. All I have to do is get myself in shape. And he's got that mental capacity to turn around and actually just, switch on and go, right, I'm doing that. And then switch off and then just go to shit and then switch back on and do it. And I don't know if it's that bipolar that actually allows him to be, to do that. I love the emotion of Tyson Fury. His legacy, because it's been such a crap era of boxing over the last 10, 15 years or since Klitschko, because even Klitschko, he took over a poor era. 
I just think that Tyson Fury, we've got to recognise him as the best of this era, of his generation. But I'll tell you something now, let's not get over the, let's not go over the top and put him in with, put him about the likes of um, your Mike Tysons, your Lennox Lewis's, your Holyfields, because they all had fantastic foils to work against. When I say foils, they had good opponents who they could test themselves off. And by beating them good opponents, they was elevated even higher. How much higher can you get elevated by beating Dylan White? How much higher can you get elevated by beating some of the fighters that he's had? With all due respect and no disrespect, he's dealt with everybody in his path. But the path hasn't been that difficult. John? Yeah, nice put. Yeah, I was going to say, Nick, you put that well at the end there. I think um, I think he's got to be Joshua and or Rusik to have any shower of being up there with the greats. I don't think anyone can argue that Tyson would give any heavyweight champion a, a hard night's work. And he could yeah. beat a lot of them. But if you're looking at his career, I think you've got a... He might be around Riddick Bowl level at the minute, although Bo had a sensational fight with Holyfield, yeah. didn't he? One of the greatest yeah. ever. But he needs to... I think he needs to beat Josh Usyk or Joshua and possibly the loser. Maybe also one of these up-and-comers like Hergovic. And then... Yeah. If he has like four fights, does them, yeah. then I think you've got a real shout at being like a, a top five, top guy. But you know he's a very clever... Sorry, sorry, Steve. Well, you know you carry very, on. People want to hear you more than me tonight. Go on. You know he's a very clever man. And just like very a lot of clever men in the past, what they do is they know that they get out at the right time. Yeah. And it, it preserves their legacy. Um, Joe Kalazagi would have been a fool to take one or two more fights and yeah. ruin his legacy. He's done fantastic. He'll be remembered as a zero. Rocky Marciano, I don't even... Last round, Steve. Right, Fury the future, looking forward. I mean, what was interesting, what I will say, I didn't believe for a single second that he retired. I think he'll only have one more fight and that he might even have another one at the moment if it's um, music beats Joshua. Joshua is the... Fight and I don't know if it's going to happen maybe for another another year, maybe now because he's going to go off, do stuff, he's going to go into wrestling later this year. Mm -hmm. I think there's already talking going at the SummerSlam because he's coming to Britain. I'm told, I've no idea in the summer in September time. Um, I think the only fight he's likely to have is Joshua if he beats Usyk. Um, and what was interesting is a really good friend of um, Fury's called Adam Harris, a Canadian guy bit of a fight figure over there and makes matches. Been close to the Fury camp for, the, um, for many years. And he actually tweet, replied to some David in a tweet, I promise you, he's definitely retired. Look, you know, so we'll, we'll see. But I think he'll, the Joshua's the only fight that appeals to him. You know what he might do? He might vanish for a couple of years, come back when he's got nothing to lose in a couple of years and see who's out there. If Hergovic is champion, he might not be sexy enough. Imagine if someone like Jared Anderson Perry continues knocking on people, knocking out people. Mm. Imagine what that would be, an American world champion a couple of years, who's 22 and zero with 20 KOs. Yeah. But is he another, is he a bit, is he a bit, is he got a bit more grounding than um, Deontay Wilder? Are they just building up another bloody... Um... Well, we don't know. I mean, I'm being hypothetical. What happens if he carries on? Is it 11 out of 11, 11 KOs? At the moment, yeah. You know, he's... he's, he's but say if he was 22 and zero with 22 KOs and he's won a WBO title somehow. Imagine Fury versus him, the way the Americans would hype it up. You know, yeah. Fury might come back and wipe him, wipe him out a la Lennox against Michael Grant. Mm. Mm. What do you yeah. fellas think? We can, you know, we've got a couple of minutes on this. Both give your opinions before we wrap up. John. I think... Uh, 
But the one thing I'd let Fury do, I'd let him go and do his wrestling. Yeah. Because it, it, it keeps him happy. It keeps him in shape. And he, he thoroughly enjoyed it, didn't he? I think yeah. if you start throwing big fights, you've got to fight this guy, Tyson. You've got to fight this guy. I think you might actually drive him away a little bit more. Just let him get on with what he's doing now. Let him go and wrestle and act up and stuff and let him enjoy himself. The only thing I wouldn't like to happen is if wrestling dies off in six months' time, he lets himself go to shit again, gets fat, and then he comes out in two years and those reflexes have slowed a little bit and he, he comes back and he's a shadow of the guy who we've seen over the last two years. That's the only downside I see for Fury, really. Yeah. Before the, the wrestling, he actually loved. He, he dedicated himself to it for six weeks. And more importantly, I think his son was more impressive in wrestling than he is in boxing. But there's only one way to finish the show tonight, and that's a couple minutes of Nick Manners. All right. Let's go. I'll tell you what it is. I've got to give Tyson Fury his dues because it don't matter who's out there, you've got to deal with them and he's dealt with them. Um, it's, it's a promoter and a matchmaker's job to turn around and manoeuvre the fighter into the best position possible and they've done that. With, they've done that. Um, I think, you know, I'd like, you know, I'd, preferably, I'd, I'd like, I'd like him to rest up for a little bit, enjoy his family and you know what? I think the Battle of Britain is Anthony Joshua but Anthony Joshua now now the pressure's on him to make that fight. You know, make it, when I say make it happen, he makes it happen by beating Usyk. I don't know if he can beat Usyk. Um, it's up to him now because it's his last stand. And I'll tell you something, he's got to go shit or bust. I'm still, I'm still scratching my head at Dylan, you know, because I don't know what happened there. I don't know what, I don't know what his thinking was. What, did he, what was he trying to do in that fight? I don't know. I'll tell you what, we don't do excuses. And I'm a bit disappointed that he came out with an excuse because you know what? That uppercut, it was going one way or it was going to go one way or the other. So Tyson had just helped him go the other. You know what I mean? Simple you know what? I think the only statement Dillian should have done today was, thank you, Tyson, for not putting a left hook on the end of that uppercut yeah. and pushing yeah. me down. Because if Tyson had put a left hook on, he'd, he'd be in a neck brace now. That was that could have been really bad. You know what? No, it's today when I watch it. If you look at it again, um, I watched it. I kept watching that bit back after... after um, Dillian's interview today, and about 10 seconds before the, 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 the fight ending shot, he felt a right hand to his boots, Dillian. You look yeah. at it from an angle today, you see his leg, he goes forward, and you see his legs sort of are moving. And it was a shot that you know, he was hurt about 10, 15 seconds before it. Have a look at it, and it, from the angle I saw today, and you see his legs were... were he, he fell forward then almost, when the legs, he sort of just naturally come forward when the legs... You must know, Nick, as a box that you've been caught before your legs have failed it, and you've just gone forward. No, I no. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fall on my ass. <laughs> Never uh, fall, always on me. Nah, I'm only joking. I'll tell you what, what I'm saying though, cool. when them legs stiffen, and I'll tell you what it is. One, sorry about this. One thing that I've got to give Tyson Fury credit for, he's got an instinct. You know, he's a boxing man. He's got instinct. If he, t if he even, because he knew that that um that he'd caught um Dillian White with a shot that made him judder. Because and, and I'm sure that you watch again, John. Just like you say, the shot before the right hand before that sort of like made him judder. Yeah, was a setup. But you know what it is. Tyson Fury's got a real good fighting instinct. Do you know what it is? It looks you. What, what it is with Tyson? Tyson looks, it seems to look into your soul. You know what I mean? He's looking, he's looking at you and he's reading you and he's reading your emotions and reading everything. Well, I think so anyway. That's the way I see it myself. 
I think he's an emotional fighter and he looks at you and he gauges you and he'll pick you, peck you, peck you, bang you, pick you, bang you, peck you, bang you. Fantastic. Listen, shit performance, fantastic result for him. Well, what a great ending. You know what? You've been a brilliant guest, Nick. Was you happy with um, Nick Mathers tonight, John? Yeah, do you know what? When he cropped up on Facebook, it, it struck me. Why have we never had Nick Manners on? We should have had him on a long time ago. We'll, we'll have to have him on the list now. We go back to it. We're, every couple months, you're on the rope now, Nick. But I'll tell you what, Steve, John, listen, I'll tell you what it is. You know I love my boxing, and you know I don't mind a chat about boxing. And I'll tell you what it is. You know, as well as I do, that there should be an opportunity out, out there for me to turn around and orally speak about boxing. I'm hoping that this is the kind of platform that I can practice and I can turn on and be presentable, be, artic be articulate. I'm not being funny. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you were brilliant tonight. We definitely have you back in a few weeks. And before we go, though, I mean, a big thank you to Nick. I've got, I don't know why, I'm taking, um, Ryan Walsh hasn't got your phone number, John. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Ryan yesterday, yeah. Oh, he sent me a message yesterday. He's just with his brothers saying that you, how you predicted the Nick Ball fight to win. And then but he said to pass the message on to you, but he's obviously going to rang you afterwards or something. Yeah, yeah, he rung us up. Yeah, we give her Nick Ball a shout, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago when Ryan yeah. was on. Yeah. All right, then, fellas. Well, thanks, everyone, for watching tonight. Thank you, John. Thank you very much, Nick. You have absolutely you've been brilliant. You offer oh, great insight. It's lovely listening to you. And good luck to Leeds at Crystal Palace. So we were say we recording this on a Monday night. Because if they lose oh. tonight, they're banging it with Burnley and Everton. Listen, we're banging it, we're banging it anyway. We've got to turn around and get the results for ourselves and that, you know what I mean? And just nice. remember this: the premiership will not be anything. You've had a taste of Leeds United. I know you don't want us to go. We make the we make the premiership perfect. It's for next two games as well for Leeds, you know. Not the next three games. You've got three in a row, haven't you? Who is no, it? You've got City, Chelsea, um, and I think I don't know if you've got Liverpool, you know. One after Liverpool. the other after the other. Leeds are going. We're going where? We're going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, going, I, I'm going with Everton to, to go down. As a Fulham fan, I'm hoping Everton go down because yeah. if they stay up, they won't be as bad as this year. So, you know, I hope we all go down this year. My beloved Oldham are now non-league, so I hope we all go down. <laughs> Fellas, thanks very much. Nick, brilliant. I'm going John, to brilliant. Thanks, thanks very everyone much, else. Bye-bye-bye. Well, For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across and off, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.